0: What's going on everyone? Welcome into a new episode of the Hangout in the Holy Land, the official podcast, or official flagship podcast, I should say, of Land Grant Holy Land's network of podcasts. My name's Colton Denning and I am your host coming to you early Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. Hope everyone is having a wonderful week and wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anything else, want to welcome you into today's show. Make sure to subscribe to the show there on Apple and follow along on Spotify and follow us at Holy Land Pod on Twitter. We'll get to that in a little bit because uh, this, this episode is much, much like the uh, Maryland preview from last week. Going to be pretty short, but we're going to get you guys involved because this is the one sentence preview of the Rutgers game this Saturday. So stay tuned for that. We're going to go over to Holy Land Pod and read the mentions and see what you guys are saying about this game. But pretty much that's that's what this episode is about. We are here to preview Rutgers or at least preview this Rutgers game as much as we can. There isn't a, a ton to, uh, to break down For this game there's only so many times i can tell you hey watch master teague he's he's getting close to a thousand yards or uh let's let's see how the backup corners look let's see how the backup offensive linemen look what's chris chuganov's uh control of the offense so just the the usual stuff for this week that we saw from the maryland game Uh, this one's going to get ugly very quick there's a 51 point spread for this game uh, I can't remember if this is, this has to be the biggest Ohio State spread, at least that that I can remember in a very long time. Maybe I'm wrong, but how, I want to know how big would this spread have to be for you, not to take Rutgers, but to confidently take Rutgers to cover? Because I, I think for me, it would have to be like 59 and a half or something. Because I know they've they've won this game 59 to nothing in the past few years. So I'd have to get close to 60 to feel comfortable about uh, Rutgers covering it, which is maybe the most insane thing to say. Like we know Rutgers is super terrible. but th- at the end of the day, like this is still not only a division one team, but it's a, it's a conference team. This is a big 10 team and it's a testament to not only how bad Rutgers is. But how great this Ohio State team is that in conference games, they are favored by 50 points. That's just insane to think about. And I know that maybe you guys have seen it. There was a, a series of images floating around yesterday on Twitter from uh, one of the advanced college football stat sites who was putting out infographics for all the, the current playoff teams. And Ohio State's was just this one big circle because basically everything but I think it was first down offense first and 10 offense Ohio State does like in the top 5 of any team in the country that's how much this team is rolling right now and so to to see them against this Rutgers team especially early on when the starters are against the starters I'm just curious to see like how bad this bloodbath will be and how many yards per play are they going to average? So send in uh, your thoughts on how big would this spread have to be for you to not only take Rutgers, but to feel confident that Rutgers would cover. That also got me to thinking, uh, what What if Ohio State didn't play their starters? And they, they obviously will, and they're going to play probably for a half, same thing that we saw against Maryland. But in a hypothetical world, if Ohio State just played their second and third stringers, and couldn't put in the first string offense or defense. What do you think the score would be? Because we know that Ohio State's talent is still probably miles ahead of what Rutgers has, even with the second and third string, but depth would be a little bit concerning, and you would have some some younger players in key positions. You'd obviously have a quarterback duo of Chris Chaganoff and Gunnar Hoke, which we haven't really been too too thrilled about the possibility of them being the starters and, and getting major reps. But Ohio State probably would still roll pretty comfortably, something like 37 to 13 or, or some somewhere along those margins. So send that in too, to the at Holy Land pod. What do you think the score of this game would be if Ohio State could only play their second and third s- string? Because I, I think it would still probably be pretty ugly. I'll talk a little bit more about some of the things I am looking forward to watching in this game here in a second. But before that, there's some other Ohio State news, whether it's it's football, basketball, anything else, just general stuff going on right now that we just need to get to and talk about for a second. Of course, last night the playoff rankings came out, Ohio State uh, second after being first last week, LSU is first, and then also Georgia and Clemson are in there. Not a big surprise I know I said it last week. I don't care about the playoff rankings at all. Ohio State takes care of business. It'll all take care of itself. If they win out, LSU wins out. Who knows? LSU will probably be number one, but I really don't think it matters. You're going to have to beat good teams anyway. And quite honestly, uh, getting getting a matchup with Clemson would be great to, to finally see them try to get a little bit of payback for what happened in 2016. So that's intriguing and something to watch. And it's also important to note that uh, you know LSU Georgia probably going to play in the SEC championship game, so we're going to see a little bit of shakeup, and then of course Ohio State's games with Michigan and Penn State after this Rutgers game. So it'll all take care of itself. But Ohio State has put itself in a wonderful position up to this point. They keep winning. It'll all it'll all work out. Also, no updates on Chase Young and that situation as of now. Well, well, well. Wouldn't you know, the second that I stopped recording and finished this episode and went back to Twitter, my timeline was full of people saying that Chase Young was back and the news dropping that indeed, Chase Young will miss this week against Rutgers and then be reinstated to play against Penn State next week. Uh, I guess the official release Uh, jerry emig from ohio state tweeted out the ncaa has concluded its review of the ohio state university department of athletics reinstatement request for student athlete chase young and it has determined that young should be withheld from playing in one additional game before being eligible to resume competition Uh, gene smith also released a statement that said, I want to thank and express my sincere gratitude to university staff members who work so diligently and expertly to learn and understand the facts and then to report these facts to the NCAA as a part of our request to have Chase reinstated. I also want to commend Chase Young and let him know how proud we are of him. He took responsibility for his actions, cooperated throughout the process, and understood and accepted that there would be consequences. He's a team captain and a leader, and most importantly, a Buckeye. He wanted nothing more than the opportunity to play again, and we're pleased that he'll get the chance. Smith also said of the NCAA, I appreciate the expediency to which the NCAA reviewed and responded to our request for reinstatement. We felt that based on the circumstances, the NCAA would use its leadership capacity to take an understanding approach on behalf of all student athletes who find themselves in a similar position, and it certainly did just that. So, outside of the fact that Ohio State played ball with the NCAA and are complete idiots, um, we don't got to talk about that because the good news is that Chase Young will be back for the Penn State game. I'm glad we could get this into the podcast. Um, much more excited about this than I am really this Rutgers game, which you'll hear from this preview. So honestly, you can just stop on this podcast after listening to this part, but that's wonderful news. Uh, Chase Young, this is something that shouldn't be suspended for at all but uh a, a two gamer that's that's fine uh not missing the penn state and michigan games are huge and that's going to be arrested and motivated chase young heading into the penn state game so uh, i'm kind of I'm, I'm okay with that chase young is going to be Very rested, very ready to go, and uh, this is going to add a little shot into the arm if if Ohio State even even needed one. Not like they need one for this game, but a nice little boost uh, for Ohio State to know that Chase Young will be back. They won't have this cloud hanging over them. So best player in the country back at Ohio State next week, just in time for that Penn State game. Very good news for Ohio State, and honestly, the right thing. I've said my piece about how stupid the NCAA is, how dumb it is for Ohio State to play ball with them, but outside of that stuff, this is the best player in the country. This is a guy that wants to play football, and to take him off the field for something as trivial as that is just ridiculous. So the two games, still, eh, I'm not with it, but I'm glad that it's only two. So very excited to see Chase Young back on the field. Now I have to figure out how to re-edit this podcast to talk about this news. All right, back to the show. All right, one last football note before we uh, we actually talk a second about the basketball team and then dive back into the Rutgers game and get your guys' thoughts on it. So Ryan Day's uh, weekly press conference on Tuesdays, uh, usually there isn't a ton of stuff to come out from it. He, he talked a little bit about the... Chase Young's situation obviously not not a lot he could really dive into and speak about there but that's kind of what everybody wanted to know was was where that stands and he couldn't give anyone really an, an answer to it cuz they're waiting like the rest of us are but there was one piece of information that came out that it was at least it was new to me and I hadn't heard it before so Don Brown Michigan's defensive coordinator I guess uh, got on a podcast the other week and was talking about Michigan's improvement over the last few weeks since I guess the official narrative of Michigan's season right now is that the second half of that Penn State game was a rallying cry for them and they've been so much better since that game and he was on this podcast talking about Michigan's defensive improvement and where they're at and whenever anyone thinks of Don Brown they obviously think about him getting smoked by Ryan Day and last year's game and I don't think that that came up but Somehow Ohio State was referenced, and I, d- I don't have the full quote in front of me, and I don't want to misquote Don Brown, but I do have down that he did say, quote, they better be careful, end quote, and the ending point of that was something like, we're, we're just hitting our stride too, so they, they better watch out. That was basically the implication of it, and I, I hadn't heard of this until reading after uh, Day's press conference, because somebody asked him about it, and I guess Day was pretty stone-faced about it when, when he got asked about it and if he had any comment to it because he was just like, no, not at all. And uh, it's just something, a nugget to watch for the next few weeks. I know we're still three games away from the Michigan game. The Penn State game is super important, but it's hard to say that like uh, an Ohio State-Michigan game is the most important we've seen in a while because you know, we saw the 2016 game Last year's game was obviously really important. They have played for the division title a couple times. But just in terms of storylines, this year's game against Michigan is maybe the most intriguing for a multitude of different reasons that I can remember. Because that's going to be Ryan Day's first time being the head coach for that game and with what is seemingly going to be on the line if Ohio State takes care of business the next two weeks. They're going to be undefeated uh, division champions by that point and be in the driver's seat to to make the playoff and, and win a national championship. That's a lot of pressure. And you, you're going on the road to Ann Arbor. And then from Michigan's standpoint, you have this coaching staff who was was lauded as, as the saviors and they were going to return Michigan back to prominence. And all they've done really since, they've got the jobs there is Yeah, they, they turned it around. But... They've lost almost every big game they've played. They haven't beaten Ohio State. And then last year when they were finally favorites, they were going to do it. They were going to beat Ohio State. They get crushed and the defense gets hammered. That's supposed to be the strength of the team. They just look like a mess. And all the faith that people had in Jim Harbaugh and their faith in Don Brown as well was really shaken. And so now you, you come into this year and Michigan struggled early in the season and they have played well the last few weeks. But it this one for them is really going to be put up or shut up time. So I, I'm super amazed that anyone from that program is saying anything about Ohio State. And that's not to say that like, oh, hey, Michigan shouldn't talk because that's what makes college football great is <laughs> talk, the smack talk between teams. We love when people throw shade at Michigan, but it just seems really odd to me that after what happened last year, after what's happened the past couple of seasons, really last three seasons with Don Brown's defense against Ohio State, like why, why would you say even a word? Why would you give them, especially this year's team, why would you give them any sort of mental edge or anything to put on the bulletin board leading into that game? So, just something to note, and uh, Ryan Day so far has been very even-keeled, hasn't talked a lot of trash, but if Ohio State ends up you know, winning that game and wins it decisively with a big day from the offense, it'll be funny if, uh, if he references anything about Don Brown's comments, so be on the lookout for that. Just remember that that happened. And then one final thing before we get back to the Rutgers game. There's a fairly big basketball game in Columbus tonight. Ohio State's taking on 10th-ranked Villanova tonight at Value City, so that should be a lot of fun. I can't wait to watch that game. Ohio State 2-0 so far this season wins over Cincinnati and, and UMass Lowell. I haven't gotten to catch as much of it as I've wanted to so far, but definitely will be tuning in tonight to see how they do against Villanova. It's one of the cool things about college basketball is that these games aren't like must win games you you can have a lot of room to grow and even if Ohio State loses this is this is probably going to be a pretty good Villanova team so it'll be fun to see where they stack up with a, a team like this early in the season and as they're trying to really figure out what the groove for this year's team is but Ohio State Villanova tonight can't wait to watch about that one maybe we'll talk about that a little bit or a little bit more about the basketball team uh, next week, but this should be a fun game to watch. So check out that tonight, Ohio State Villanova in Columbus. Hopefully, uh, Value City is rocking. That should be one of the the better non-conference games I think we've seen in a couple years at home for Ohio State. Okay, so back to the Rutgers game. After time to to think about this one and, and what this game really is, the only thing that I could come back to was like, do you remember in high school or even even college too, this happened before you had a test? Maybe it was like a week before you would learn about something new and the teacher would say, hey, just so you guys know, this isn't going to be on the test, but it's really important for you to pay attention to it because you just want to know it. But just so you guys know, this isn't going to be on the test. That's the Rutgers game. Like This is exactly what the Rutgers game is. It's it's important to kind of pay attention and and do the work and and learn about it and and win the game, but it's not going to be on the test. You want to get out of this one with no scrapes, no bruises, get out with no injuries, and play another solid game. That's what we talked about uh, in the recap show of the Maryland game is that even for games like this, it feels like... They're finding ways to get better. Not only the players, but the coaches as well. They're kind of working on some new stuff. They're sprinkling in stuff for future opponents to see that they may switch up on them when they when they play them. So as uninspiring as this game looks, and we, we know Ohio State's just gonna whoop up on them, there are some important things to watch, and, and I do think that it's it's very cool that this team seems to be approaching every single week very even keeled and that you know I don't think they're coming into it worried that they're gonna play a tight game against Rutgers but they're definitely on their toes which is which is great to see And given what we've seen from this team all season, I don't expect that to change. I, I think that they're focused they're ready to go and it, it'll be nice to get this game out of the way though they just take care of Rutgers and then you can really start locking in on the Penn State game and uh, I, I'm curious to watch Ryan Day's post game press conference after this one to hear how much of that focus is already just like, yeah, this was nice, but it's Penn State time. Like we are we know what's ahead of us right now and we gotta start taking care of business. So I think they'll do that again this week. And Some of the things that I'm looking for, a lot of the things we've been looking for and a lot of other things that you're probably looking for. Uh, still on that Master Teague, thousand yard train he needs I think 301 yards these last three games to do it so a lot of that's probably going to have to come this week so if he could just like bust out for 200 that would be nice and then uh, get the rest of those against Penn State and Michigan get to a thousand yards Um, other than that depth on the defensive line with Young still out This is a really, uh, presented a really golden opportunity for a lot of these younger guys to get those first team reps because quite honestly, they they didn't need Chase Young for Maryland or this game. It'd be nice to have him, but for Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison to get all of those first team reps is great. And I think it'll help them in the long run, really get them battle tested for these last two weeks. And I thought for the most part against Maryland, they played pretty damn well. Harrison had a sack. I think Tyreek Smith had two. So you, you see what those guys are able to do. And, and that just, you go down the line there. It helps them because they get to those starting reps. And then everybody else behind them kind of builds up that depth as well. So as terrible as the Chase Young situation is, it, it does allow Ohio State to build up more depth on the defensive line and at defensive end to really showcase what they can do there. And of course, it, it helps as well that uh, guys like Devon Hamilton, Robert Landers, and everybody else are on the inside causing havoc. We mentioned how the most important thing in this game is getting out of it with no injuries, and that's really the the key to the game. So I, I want to see how long st- the starters play in this one and, and what the shape of this game t- kind of turns out to be. Because you would assume Ohio State's just gonna get out to a lead right at the jump, and like it's it's not far fetched to imagine them having a twenty eight to nothing lead after the first quarter. And if they score on their first two possessions in the second quarter, and there's like eight minutes left, and it's forty two to nothing, I I know Ryan Day probably won't, and a lot of coaches won't pull their guys before halftime, but that would seem to be like this game presents the opportunity. If you're going to do it in a game, this would be the one with what you have next. There's really nothing to gain. So I I think something has gone horribly wrong if we see the starters in the second half at all. I would assume that this is going to be a lot like what we saw last week. And if you can even expedite that process with, The the, the halfway point of the second quarter and you get those second teamers out there, especially along the offense. Please do that. (laughs) Just get those guys out as soon as possible. That's really the main key to this game is is how quickly you can get those starters out. Finally, the last thing that I'm looking for on Saturday is very player specific, but is something that I'm sure a lot of you are are excited for too. And that's just more Jamison Williams. On the Maryland preview show, I said I wanted to see him out there early with the first-team offense, and he actually was. We got to see him get some good run alongside Garrett Wilson and get the depth and and the feel of what it's like playing with the starters and when the game is not still in the balance because Ohio State was pretty much – once they scored that first touchdown, the game was over. But you know what I mean, that to get that feel of, hey, this is still a game – you know, he, he's not out there playing when they're up 50 with the second stringers. That was nice to see. Hopefully there's more of that this week and he had in his very young career had his best game or at least with the most catches, four catches for 38 yards. So like to see a lot more Jamison Williams this week, whether it's in the first quarter or in blowout time, I want to see him really blow up this week because he he's an exciting prospect. And the thought of him continuing to gain confidence as we get towards the end of the season uh, is good. And so looking out for Jameson Williams, hopefully he breaks a couple of big ones on Saturday. Those are pretty much all my thoughts on this game. I think it's going to get out of hand pretty quickly. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see around 60 points, around 70 points once again. And if Rutgers does anything, a lot of it's going to be late in the game against those second and third stringers, maybe a busted coverage or two, but there's no reason for the starters to give up anything more than like 10 points. And even that would be probably a little bit high to this Rutgers team. But if they can... Just get out of this unscathed with another another big win, gain some confidence for these young guys. I think that's really all you can ask for. And maybe they show a couple things on film. Not not big things, but just a couple of different wrinkles just to get Penn State and Michigan thinking. That's that's something to keep your eye on. Whether whether they just do a, a couple they tweak a little bit here and there offensively or, or defensively on both sides of the ball that just makes Penn State and Michigan have to think about something else, just give them a little something else to think about before those games. So keep an eye out for that, but that's that's really all I'm looking for for this game. It should be a massacre and a lot of fun to watch. So those are my thoughts on Saturday's game, and what I'm going to do now is we're going to take a break, we're going to hear from some sponsors, and when I come back, we're going to hear what you guys think about this game in your one sentence preview that you sent in to at Holy Land Pod. This should be a lot of fun, so stay tuned for that. I'll be right back here on the Hangout in the Holy Land. What's up, guys? Welcome back into the show. We are previewing Ohio State's game against Rutgers this Saturday, at least as good as we can. I haven't listened back to this episode yet, but when I edit it, I am sure I will think this is one of the worst episodes I've ever recorded. Like I'm I gotta be honest with you guys. I'm trying my best here to get <laughs> to get literally any content and any sort of original thought out about this game. This is this is a rough episode, so bear with me here, but we're gonna get to what you guys think about this game, because on Twitter at Holy Land Pod the other day, I asked you to give us your one-sentence preview of the Rutgers game, and we got some pretty good responses. We also got some very not good responses, which I, I may bring up here, but uh, we, we got some fun stuff, so we're going to get to that right now. Uh, former co-host of the show, Patrick Mayhorn, says, Rutgers Scarlet Knights head coach, Greg Schiano, which is very fitting because I think football scoop put out a report today that uh, Greg Chiano's already meeting with the Governor of New Jersey. So this this seems like a formality and I think Football scoop also reported that like the informal plan for Greg Chiano is that Rutgers would announce this during the Ohio State Michigan game to be like, yeah, we know Ohio State and Michigan are playing right now, but Greg Chiano's coming back. Like yeah, that will be the uh, the bombshell news of the day that Greg Schiano is coming back. I know I'm personally very excited for this to happen because I- I'm sure Ryan Day and Greg Schiano got along fine, but for very selfish purposes, I want to see Ryan Day throw up like 80 on Greg Schiano next year for for all of the crimes he committed against Ohio State. He deserves to pay next year, and I for one can't wait to see Ryan Day take advantage of that. Uh, Buckeye913 says Ohio State quarterback DeMario McCall. It was fun to see DeMario out there last week. Even if it was late in the game, he hasn't really been the guy that we, we thought he was this season. We thought he was going to be a little bit more involved in the offense. It's kind of kind of a bummer to see him out there with the second and third stringers, but do love seeing DeMario McCall on the field. He's going to get on the field a lot on Saturday. For Also former co-host of the show... Uh, Matt Brown says no. That is his one sentence preview of this Rutgers game. I, I think that that's a pretty good one. Uh, Carl says, Maryland beat Rutgers by 41. Kind of tells you all you need to know uh, about Rutgers. RVA Chase H says load management, which is great. It would be funny if uh, the depth chart would have come out and it just had like Justin Fields unable to participate. Load management. I like that one a lot. Shout out to Chase. That might be the best one we got this week. Uh, Smalley Sean says, Rutgers program suspended indefinitely for loaning money to other teams' families to attend bowl games. I'm trying to – I really got to break that down. Rutgers program suspended indefinitely for loaning money to other teams' families. Okay. I I see where you're going, Sean. I like that. That's another good one. Uh, Larry says, If he dies, he dies. He's definitely – gonna die uh Chain clan says remember when tyson fought spinks uh sean donahue says zach harrison audition week a lot of mortal kombat gifts a lot of kill this guy gifts (laughs) you guys some of you are really morbid that was the one thing that like came across to me in asking this question was uh was how morbid a lot of you are like we got people saying death sentence there will be blood what are you going to do? Bleed on me. Um, Kyle says, if we score 100, will they leave the Big Ten? Unfortunately not. Jason Salyers, I can't even believe I'm I'm reading this one on air, says, Poland meet Germany. Jason, please never tweet the show again, my man. That's all I'll say. In a much better tweet, Jeffrey says, my kids want Rutgers to win and they're going to be so sorely disappointed. Jeffrey, you, you might as well just take the kids out to like the park and ice cream instead of watching anything about this game if they want Rutgers to win. Um, another person who needs help, Jordan Pickering. I'm only reading these on air, so if these people are listening, like you can understand um, how much you need help and just hear it from somebody else jordan pickering says x-rated prison movie jordan i don't know what type of movies you like to watch i don't know like live your truth no matter what but if ohio state rutgers makes uh you think of an x-rated prison movie i'm just i i'm i'm praying for you jordan that's all i'll say (laughs) there's a couple other of you too that were like this game should be rated r this game should be rated x like Why, why though? Y- y'all are sick. Y'all are truly sick in the head. Uh, I shouldn't have asked this question on Twitter, and it really expected anything less. This is just what Twitter is, <laughs> but I appreciate everybody sending stuff in. I wasn't going to get to everything, so I guess I'll just leave it with one of my low-key favorite ones we got, and it's one of those, like, if you know, you know. OSU4IA says the cannon will remain silent. And if you remember anything about, not the last time Ohio State played at Rutgers, but I think it was the 2015 game, and for some reason that was like an ABC game, like uh, Herbstreet and Fowler were doing that game. I have no idea why. It must have been a terrible week, but the only thing for them to talk about in the second half, because Ohio State was up so big, was whether Rutgers was going to be able to shoot their cannon and I think they might have accidentally shot it but like they kept showing the guys and there was a bunch of Ohio State fans chanting at these dudes who manned the cannon dressed in like colonial garb I think is the best way to describe it. they were just chanting shoot the cannon at them and you could tell the guys were just super embarrassed to be in that situation at the time so hopefully we see more of that but yeah I'm with you man the uh, the cannon will probably remain silent on Saturday. Shout out to everybody who interacted with the show. We're probably going to do a lot more of stuff like that. Just easy questions for you guys to get involved with the show. Please, no more like X-rated prison movie. Oh, this is rated R. I don't want to hear any of that. Please leave that at somebody else's Twitter feed. But we love the interaction with the show. So at Holy Land Pod is where you can follow along there and get your voice heard. So interact with us there. I am also at DubsCo. That's going to wrap up today's show. want to thank you for really just gutting this one out with me. Uh, this this wasn't the best one. Not the easiest game to preview. So tried to get a good solid 30 minutes out of this episode. So I hope you enjoy it. If you did, please go on to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, head on over to Spotify and follow along there. And stay tuned because there, there will be a post show talking about this game. Unfortunately, I do have to say uh, I'm contractually obligated that we, we will talk about Rutgers after this game happens. So either late Saturday or early Sunday, you will have that show come into your feed. And then it's all hands on deck getting ready for the Penn State game. So going to be a lot of fun content headed your guys' way over the next week. So stay tuned with that and be sure to visit landgrantholyland.com for all of our coverage, Ohio State football and Ohio State basketball and really everything going on with Ohio State Athletics. This is the best time of the year and we got a lot to talk about this month. I'll talk to you guys on Saturday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy watching the game and until next time, my name is Colton Denning. This is the Hangout in the Holy Land and go Bucks!